So you didn't quite have time to join us on the full podcast. Welcome to the best bits of the InSync podcast with me, Jake Hansen, and this time I was joined by Lydia, the founder of Housemates. And we started with 10 quick questions. You ready? Yeah. Who's your hero? My dad. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Silicon Valley. Nice. What's your biggest fear? Not growing enough. What would you change about yourself if you could? Controversially, when I was, my last answer was meaning personal growth, but I would change my heights if I could. Yeah, so let's go with my heights. There you go. Nice. What makes you really angry? Hmm. Great question. People who see startups as too much of a risk and want to play it safe. What mo- what motivates you to work hard? The drive to improve. I think I'm obsessed with being better um, and being in competition with myself. It's a bit of a strange one, but definitely the drive to improve. If you could hire someone to help you, would it be cooking or cleaning? Cooking. 100%. I'm terrible. I've tried everything. Tried HelloFresh, Gusto, a lot. Same, same. None of it works. <laughs> I want that. Pasta, pasta and a sauce. Uh, what's the longest you've gone without sleep? Two days, and that was traveling back from Melbourne, I think. Yeah. It worked out two days, I think, across two different time zones. It was, it was strange, but then I slept 17 hours and I was fine. <laughs> so that answers the, what's the longest sleep then <laughs> what's the what's the tallest building you've been on top of the shard in london that's nice. it and this is the most important one for me will england win the euros this summer no well that's two out of two that have answered no If you are going to listen to any bit of the longer version of the podcast, please do make it the first 10 minutes because Lydia outlines her background, what she's worked on before, uh, the projects that she's launched. And then I ask her her current age right now, being the founder of Housemates, a 10 person operation looking to grow to 20. And she's 22. And so I asked her after that, has age ever been a problem for you? I think, uh, well, I... It's changed a lot, right? So when I first started out, there's people who have known me for that seven-year journey who would be in the rooms that I would walk into or the events that I would walk into. And people, there's no doubt about it, right? I just look naturally young anyway because I don't do makeup and all that stuff. I used to walk in 15 with my little backpack and be attending events and pitching a startup or asking people, can I, can I use your venue to do beta testing and things like that? And people used to look and some people used to help and others didn't. Um, And there was this age thing of, oh, she's a kid. Um, Which, you know, I still was. I wasn't actually an adult by law um, when I think about it, uh, which is quite strange. But fast forward today, I meet some of those people who see me when I was 15, who, you know, now give me so much time. And I share advice with them now and, you know, things have changed, but that's how it goes, I think. I've matured a lot. I've learned a lot. Um, you know, naturally being young, you are super optimistic and you do think you can change the world, like even at 15, even though it wasn't revolutionary what I was working on compared to what we do now. Um, but yeah, that, that's how, you know, 
it's changed a lot and uh, I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for everyone even those people that didn't give me the time right because they made me really resilient of like okay well that is rejection and you know a startup and you'll know this from speaking to other people and yourself is every day it's like extreme highs extreme lows you've got to be resilient to pick yourself up when you're pitching for investment you might do 60 pitches right to find the right people same with you know anything from life sales pitches so i think learning rejection young and you know figuring that out earlier on in the journeys helped me a lot preparing questions for a podcast can take a long time and a lot of thought to put into it this one was quite easy uh, but got the most passionate response. I asked Lydia, where is the best place to grab lunch in Manchester? Frankie's. Frankie's, Frankie's. The reason I'm so passionate about Frankie's, right, is people, if anyone on the team listens to this, they'll laugh because, uh, you know, the joke is Frankie's will go out of business without me because I buy that many that many toasties, it's unreal. Uh, and everyone doesn't like me because it's a tuna toasty and it smells but the point is, I go there for my meal deal, and um, I just, I just love Frankie's. And the thing is, from my desk in the office, you can see Frankie's. So that's how much. It's just not a good. I'm so much more healthier in a lockdown version of me, because usually I'm just, I'm usually like a tuna and cheese toasty type of person. So I won't, <laughs> I won't say to you, you know, that, that the posh place is around the corner. No. Just Frankie's for two pounds. <laughs> the InSync podcast was created to celebrate techies and their stories. I asked Lydia, what does James Wright, your CTO, mean to the business? A lot. He means a lot to the business and he does mean a lot to me. You know, I have to be quite personal about it. You know, James... To give some context on this, you know, James joined me when I was literally just in a shipping container. He was my first proper hire. It came from a big, you're right, software, well-established. In fact, I think it's the biggest software house in Europe called Dept, who works with huge clients, you know, I mean, multi, multi-million pound businesses. And James came to me and he actually lived around the corner, weirdly enough, from Pollard Yard at the time. Um, and he was quite brutal with me by that point because I remember he, sit, he sat me down in the container and he said to me, hmm, what we have in a tech stack, I'm just going to tell you, we just need to rebuild it. Um, and I was like, wow, okay, brutal honesty. Um, well, you need that, right? Um, and you need to share that journey with someone that way. James is everything that I am not. He is the hugely technical person. He is the radical candor against me. I'm the optimist. He is the realist, and you need that in the business. Um, you know, he is the person that always over delivers, always on on time. I'm sorry about my calendar making noises. Um, um, and he is the person that, quite frankly, we wouldn't have any tech stack without, and we will be hiring around. And in terms of the business, he's my right hand person that I go to when I've got hugely challenging problems, whether it's, you know, uh, commercial stuff or things like that, or I'm navigating a situation, I go to James. So without him, we wouldn't be where we are today. And this is the really big thing. He is not by any means involved in the startup for the glitz and the glamour, which is great because we're both like that. You know, he takes a backseat. He is in 
all over social media. In fact, I don't think he's even liked any of my social media posts at all since the launch. Um, but I have to emphasize we are mates. That's it. We are mates. Um, no, I know we speak on a daily basis and, he, you know, I trust him in his department in running tech and hiring in tech um, and always build and he loves to build so you don't incur technical debt really and you build to scale, which I think is fantastic. Um, and he trusts me and mine and I think that, you know, the rest of the team look up to that. You know, we've both got the brutal honesty. We both want to give people the best journey when you come on the journey with us Um and yeah, I couldn't think I couldn't think of a better person to be on the journey with from a, a management position. Uh, and we do have that, you know, as I say. I'm like, what about this? And he goes, hmm. That's what he does, hmm. And then he comes back and he goes, I've had to think about that and here's how we can do it. Um, but without spending X amount, right? And that's the great thing about him. He's not a CTO that needs you know, five million pounds to get somewhere. And I think that's fantastic to have that, you know, and grow with someone like that. Um, and, you know, I made him CTO. You're right, he joined me as a software engineer. And because he stuck with me and he just advanced and delivered and delivered, I thought I can promote you to like a head of development and hire around you, but I don't want you to be a head of development. Um, and, you know, we made him CTO and, we all started clapping in the office. It was a bit of a weird one, but it was because the rest of the team felt like it was deserved. And I think that's when you know you've made the right decision. Um, so yeah, really, really great guy to be working with and on the journey with. And now to the last question, what does the future hold for Housemates? But before we get onto that, I wanted to bring your attention to Housemates Save Our Students campaign. I will leave all links in the descriptions to any social media posts about this campaign, but it's to help the students who might not be going back until after the spring break. Um, they need financial support, targeted financial support from government. And I fully back this campaign from my friends at Housemates and anything you can do to help to bring attention to it will be fully appreciated. But I'll leave links to this in the description. Now, on to the final question. What's the next 12 months like for Housemates, Lydia? So we will be in every city in the UK. Our, our rollout is a lot more aggressive because of B2B chains and operators. So that's from an operator side. Uh, from a student side, we're on a mission to create the challenger brand and represent them. So a lot of activity, a combination of lots of different marks and brand ambassadors, mates, rates, all these things we've got planned. Um, you know, referral schemes, out of home marketing, controversial marketing, right? I think that needs to be done here and disrupt the sector. Um, obviously, closing our seed round, which is great. We'll be doing that this year, um, early on this year. And in terms of team, you know, probably double head count and that's not from an egotistic place. It's we've strategically looked at, okay, well, you know, with 10 people today, we know, you know, what those are the 10 people look like in engineering, marketing, uh, data, places, uh, uh, places like that. So to kind of conclude, in operating in more places, forefront of the consumer's mind, the student's mind, when they think about student accommodation, I am on a mission to be that brand. Um, and more talent, more mates joining the house, as we say. Um, and yeah, you know, that that's for me. And when I stand there and I ring 2022 in, they're the things that look like success to me and everyone's happy and healthy. And there we have it. This week's InSync podcast, best bits, and it's a wrap. See you next week.